You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello everyone, welcome to this new episode of the Partido Partidos podcast. So joining me on today's episode is going to be Luke. Luke, how are you doing? Doing well, nice to be here. Uh, the match wasn't that nice, but I, I feel alright at the moment. How are you? Well, I'm doing better than Aliti, so... <laughs> Aren't we all? Okay, so talking about Aliti, I think we are going to dive right into things. Where we are recording at the moment is Thursday. That's one week from the day Aleti played Aleti Club Bibao in the semi-finals of the Spanish Super Cup. And in the span of one week, Aleti has been eliminated from two cup competitions. That is, they lost the chance to play, win the Super Cup, and also the Copa de Rey last night against Real Sociedad. So we are going to be talking about what went wrong in both matches. So look, in your opinion... Maybe starting with the Athletic Club game, what do you think Athletic did not do right? Because well, we I know we all know Athletic are doing bad at the moment. So, but what do you think was not really going, or what were the mistakes in that game? I'll just quickly comparing the two games. Uh, Athletic Club was we played much better than we did against Real Sociedad, but I think we are lacking intensity uh, playing against Athletic Club. I think that's what. Uh, that, that's how we fell in the end. Uh, and now with the first five minutes, I think Joe Felix, almost, I think he scored an offside goal. Um, but after that, we weren't accurate. I think that's the main thing. Our accuracy was just not there. 
and um, we just looked lethargic. We were like slots. Uh, we weren't very sharp with our passing, our movements. And I think in the end, we did score that goal, but we pushed back, we held back, we got a bit relaxed, and then it let the club, as their nature, as what they do, they capitalise on that, and uh, we were just overplayed. Well, look, you just talked about the fact that after going the goal up, let's see back. I think O'Black said the same thing, that this can't keep happening. We can't take the first, score the first goal in the game, and instead of going for the second and killing the game, we instead sit deep, and knowing that Aleti has been on a decline in recent seasons in terms of defending in the block, and also knowing this season it's been a horror show defensively, be it from set pieces or op- open play. So defending deep is like saying, ah, we have been doing something very bad and we keep on doing it again. I don't understand. So in your opinion, how does that say about Aleti? Because we talk about the progress Aleti made playing against the two Rayos, pressing high and the goals coming when they were when they won the ball in the opposition half. So what is your take on that? Well, I think we're like a machine without the right parts. As we said, we scored that goal, we held back, we sort of cut the intensity. Now, if we had the defence that we had two or three years ago, I'd be 95% sure that we were winning that match. But I think that it's an ideology Cholo has, but he's just not getting because we have Felipe and Hermosa. So you cannot rely on them to just sit back and soak up that pressure because they, they crack so easy. They are, individual-wise, they are good defenders. Let's not get that uh, mixed up. But you can't, they can't soak up that pressure as well as they could. Um, as well as Godin and Jimenez used to do. Um, I just think Simeone, he's trying so hard to, to mould it, but it's just not working out. Well, I think you just said the fact that Hermoso and Felipe, well, they are good individual defenders, but playing, in an, in an, uh, playing for Aleti this season, they have been really, really bad playing together. It's like any every tackle Hermoso makes is like a yellow card. He mistimes his tackle. It's just like last season... He took a step forward and we are all hoping, well, 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 that's good. As for Felipe, he has been on a decline two seasons now, which is really sad because given his first season, he was like one of the best defenders in La Liga and also in Europe. He was alert. He was like, mistakes were no part of his game. Hey, where's that Felipe of 2019? That's the question all Atleti fans have been asking. Now, sorry just to interrupt you, but I think that we do criticise them a lot. But I think the, probably about 60% of why it doesn't work is that they, they're just not compatible as a partnership. I think if you put Felipe or Hermoso with Savage or Jimenez, they're much better. We're, we're much more solid at the back. I just think that Felipe and Hermoso, they're probably just, they just don't gel that well. Well, I will agree with you on that. Which is probably shocking given, well, from what we basic knowledge of football, we all know a left footer and a right footer normally should go, but their physical attribute or maybe they don't have that commanding attitude to be like the leader of the defense. I remember when 
Philippe played really well at Porto the season he came before Atleti. I think he played next to Pepe. Pepe was like the commanding officer. That means they are both are those type of players who need to play along someone like a commander, like say Godin, or in the team now we have Savage and also Jimenez. But talking about Jimenez, well, I think we have been talking about Jimenez for the fact that he's going to be the next this for so many seasons now. It's not due to the fact that he's not capable of, but he's not available. We have Jimenez who misses at least 20 games a season. That is not really good for him. It's not maybe not his fault for the injuries, but it's not also good for Aleti, like a top club, having your best centre-back for seven to six seasons now because he, I think Jose Martin, 27, just some few days ago, if I'm not mistaken. So you can't have your best centre-back missing so much amount of games. And also, talking about this, we come back to what we have been singing before which is down to the fact that the squad was poorly planned. We are coming into the season and we are playing three at the back and we have four centre-halves and we are loaning out Noem Perez and Felipe and Hermoso are part of those four centre-halves. That means we are saying if something happens to Savage or maybe something happens to Jimenez, which has been the case this season, what happens? We have already seen the outcome. So basically... It is really easy for us maybe to throw the blame, but blaming them is not, well, I don't know how to say, but to be honest, they are not performing right. And I think that comes to the fact that Aleti play both games with a lack of identity. I think we started by saying that the team well, did not really do well. And then later on, they, got, they scored the opener and then they disappeared. So what's your take on Aleti not having an identity? What's your take on a Cholo Simeone team not having an identity this season? That's really surprising. Yes. Um, I think he's probably lost the dressing room, in a sense. I don't think he... I think that the players are not really respecting the club as much, the team as much, especially Cholo as much as they should be. I think that um, they're not giving it enough to play as a team because past few games, we weren't watching Aleti as a team, we were watching Aleti as 11 individuals on that pitch. So I think that the problem is they are not playing as a team. Um, I think that's really one of the main reasons. If you look back at Cholo's past teams, uh, they, they played as a team. We had Gabi, Thiago, these leaders. Um, Godin as well. Juan Fran, Felipe. These leaders they, they were like leaders every part of the pitch and they sort of regulated the team made sure that the team was playing as a team and I think that's why we got away with playing with that certain identity but with that we lost a lot of our leaders we're trying to still play that identity and uh, it's just not working I don't think there was as many leaders outside don't think there's any, don't think there is many leaders on the pitch well, I agree with you on that. Well, sorry, dear listeners, we're supposed to talk about the games, but, well, Aleti has so many issues this season. Well, look, it, coming back to the identity issue, well, watching both games, I would say, four times or even five times, there were two things that I, I said, well, we played better against Aleti than against Gaston, that was true. but there were two things that I jotted down, which, in my opinion, was, it's like a reoccurring team for Aleti this season. Let me not say two, let me say three. Well, we have one which is off the ball. We already talk about that, the defensive issues, 
is like we keep on shooting ourselves on the foot. The two goals we consider against Athletic Club were from set pieces. I mean, man, this is Athletic Madrid. This is the team we know good in both boxes. Well, last the previous season we have been declining, but this this season it has gotten so much. A team which every set piece the opponent is feeling like we are going to score a goal, but now it's the reverse. Any set piece for the opposition and it's like they are going to score against us. It was a similar case last night against Real Sociedad, in which most of their set pieces, I think, in the first half around two, were dangerous chances. For example, you have Manzi lurking at the sorry, not Manzi. You have Le Norman lurking at the back post, and he almost gave them the lead. And you have the other in which somebody had, I think, Lodi put his body on the line. So it is really surprising that this is really happening to Aliti. Then you have on the ball. I see Aliti like a team in which one they won the ball. For example, against Real Sociedad, there were moments in which the team pressed high. But it's like you it's like you are seeing somebody who is hungry and wants food, but he or she doesn't know how to have the food. They, they, I think you could see the hunger in the players' eyes. They, you had Koke, he was cheering up them after each mistake, trying to get them going. But it is not just, it is not clicking. They press high. You have the first two phases of the press. They are high. You force the opposition to play long. And when they play long, you are expecting your centre-backs who are really good like in Hermoso and Felipe to win the ball. But then you realise there's a huge gap between the midfield and the centre-backs in which Charlotte or maybe Oyazabal has a lot of space to receive the ball and they can launch an attack. Then you have what was the reason of pressing high. You have Felix trying to press high and he puts a player in his cover shadow and then it's like they are playing ping-pong around him. So a team caught in two identities. Of off and on the ball. We win the ball back in midfield against Real Sociedad. We don't know how to progress with the ball. It was a similar case in the first half against Villarreal, in which we were battered. Basically, we don't have that offensive pattern. I think the title winning season, which is just lasting some months ago, we had some patterns in Trippier, Lorente partnership, in, in which we used to attack. That is, we have Lorente making a run into the interior channels. That's what we call half spaces and Trippier playing through or you have Korea. We have some patterns, but there's no pattern. So it is like it is tough seeing man, which direction is the team heading. That's really a question I think most fans are really scared. Because given where we have been and it seems we are declining, things have just gone out of hand this season. So it is really tough seeing where the team is going to. There's also a case in the game against Real Sociedad you have I think it's Lestondo. Moving forward with the ball and the team just keep going backwards until he arrives at the midfield. Joao goes to press and no other person is backing him up. It's like, like you said about it, it's like a mentality. To be honest, we have talked about the fact, uh, me and I think on previous episode, the fact that the team has a direction which is going and given the quality of the players, we go towards a more position-based style. That means we have to take more risks, but given Cholo's history, that's not easy. It's like you are someone who believes or trusts in something and you are asking to change overnight. But so far, things have been changing slowly and gently. So how do you see this season? Or maybe is this has this season been a step backward or a step forward? It's been a step sideways. Because I don't know how we got from winning the league a couple of months ago to not even scraping a win. Can't get my head around that. I think that, look, we got Rodrigo De Paul, yeah, but the rest of these squads 
won the league a couple of months ago, and they're playing like this. How how does that make sense? It has to be a mentality issue at the end of the day. Agreed. I think you talked about mentality issue. I think it's, that's something you see through the team. Even though Blackwell has been the world best keeper, in my opinion, for the last three to four seasons, is in the moment where it's like nothing is coming out for him. Against Athletic Club and Real Sociedad, he did not necessarily have a bad game. He had a very good game because if not of him, things would have gone out of hand. Real Sociedad had a couple of very good chances, but didn't take them. So, coming to the mentality issue, this is really, well, you're coming back, this is a true seniority. We know him for a guy with character, a guy, a person with, who, whose team are brave to do what he says to do, but I think we are, we are in a moment in which he's caught in, I would say, in between his beliefs or his style in which he wants the team to play and maybe an evolution. Because, like, I think on Twitter today, some are already saying Cholo out, Cholo out. But I think this season is a season in which, well, we are out of two competitions. But like you told me last episode, let's not forget about the fact that we are still in the Champions League. But I think Cholo has earned the right to turn things around. Well, at the end of the season, if he doesn't ob- obtain the objective, then maybe the board has to decide whatever. But I think he has earned the right to cheat to turn things around. I w- I'm not a fan of changing managers at midway point and I don't think his job is on the line because given the owners know where they are from, I think Atletico has a lot of depth and we know qualification for the Champions League is important and if any entry into a financial, not going to the Champions League affects Atletico financially. But talking about the way things have been going and how things are, What's your take on the Cholo out shout out on Twitter? It's childish, to be fair. I say it, but the, the people who say Cholo out don't really go into detail why he should go, why it's his fault. They never go into detail. They just say, we need a better manager. Like, okay, who? No one answers that question. So... Look, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, and so I wouldn't belittle anybody who has different opinions of me, but personally, I think it's a load of nonsense. It's obviously, look, you can blame Cholo for... I, I blame Cholo for about 35% of our problems this season. I think that he's using formations that he shouldn't be. He's using players at times where he shouldn't be. He's probably a mystery, and couple of players when he shouldn't be. Um, but, as I said, 35% of the blame should go about Cholo. Then 65% is just the players themselves. They don't give any intensity. No cojones, as they say in Spanish. The hell is that Cholo's fault? <laughs> I don't understand. So, obviously, like, talks about him leaving midway through the season. It's funny. Like, Come on, yeah, this, he's been here for 10 years and you know, just casually get sacked in the winter. Like, come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, to be honest, I'm not, like I just said, I don't want him gone. But like you said about the fact 40-45%, well, I think 50% is on him, given the formations. And, well, I'm kind of afraid by the fact he's using a lot of players out of position and I'm kind of afraid... Utility players, that means, yeah, like, for example, look at Marcos Lorente, 
playing at the right back. Many are not a fan of it. But I think he knows more than us, he tactically wise. But the poor planning of the squad has to also count. And I think most of those fans, most of the Cholo shout out are due to the fact, the expectation of most fans at the start of the season, to be honest. I think many overlook the fact that the squad was not balanced. Well, I think that's a phenomenon, a phenomenon now with modern football in which a team that has so many good attackers, for example, PSG is a perfect example. You have so many good individual attackers, automatically you are supposed to be doing team five or six meals away. I don't say Aleti has Messi, Neymar or Mbappe, but it's a similar situation given Aleti has so many attacking players. So I think it's a phenomenon with the modern day football in such a way that when a team does sign certain players, offensive players, I think it raises the bar. And I think we are underlooking the fact that at the end of the day, it's a team that is well-balanced. That is a team that does so well. And if you look at the ability of old, ability, we are so balanced. We had first, our attack, we had four star, Raul Garcia's options, David Villa in the midfield, Thiago Gabi, Mario Suarez, we had the balanced team. But as compared to this one, the individual profiles on the ball where well, they are better than that. But the mentality, and also talking about it, this balance, it's hard to compare two squads from different eras given that football is involving. But just looking at both teams, you see that it's not the same. So I think when with Aleti, I think this is the first time so many fans have had a lot of high expectation, given that the team won the league last season. So I think that's the main reason why the team is why so many fans are calling for Cholo said because they expected the team to do more this season. Yeah. Well, look, um, I don't think Twitter is a fair representation for any club's uh, fan base because Twitter is just cult. The, the, the cults on Twitter, like you know it yourself, there's these big Twitter accounts uh, from, you know, Atletico Madrid fans or Real Madrid fans or whatever. These big, these big um, accounts would say, Whatever crap they want to say, and all the followers sort of have that opinion. Brain, not brainwashed, but sort of um, to be influenced by by those big Twitter um, accounts. So I think it's just really nonsense. So uh, as I said, look, Twitter isn't a fair representation of the fan base. Obviously, you know we, we have sixty thousand people going at the one, but. You see them cheering for 90 minutes. It just makes you see that, you know what, um, there's still people that uh, are supporting. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, well, I think you're right. The thing is, I think Alexis is having a bad time and well, it's good for fans to be worried, but it's also a time for all the fans to be behind the players. Imagine him also having a bad game and coming maybe on a social media platform and seeing fans like cheer up next time we are going to win imagine how he's going to feel he's going to feel like well i had a bad game but these guys are still cheering for me that means i'm not giving my all i think in as much as some of the players are well are not up to the tax or let me not say up to the tax but some of the players are not really performing this season i think the fans also have to be behind them because at the end of the day maybe at the end of the season we say well we supported you throughout the season but you you let us down rather than saying now it's like making things toxic. I think making things toxic now doesn't help. And you just talk about the fact about big accounts on Twitter saying saying this, saying that. 
I think, to be honest, me as a fan, well, I started supporting Aleti because they won a game against Barcelona and I did not have this type of expectation I had this season. But thinking about how did where the team came from and where they are now, it's a joy for me and I don't want the team to go back there. That is why maybe I have the fear of maybe Cholo leaves and we enter back into the banter area and maybe see what is happening to Valencia. Given, to be honest, I don't really trust the management of Gil Manzano and Cerezo giving some decisions they have been making in recent season. So I think many are forgetting the fact that many are only looking at the fact where Aleti have arrived at the moment. They are not looking where Aleti came from. To be honest, a season without a Champion League, without Aleti participating in the Champion League causes a lot of causes a lot of damage to the team financially. It's like taking them, it's like you have done a progress in 10 years and one mistake has taken us three steps backwards. To be honest, Aleti are the moment where, to be honest, I expect them to be playing better, playing like a, like a big team when we play against, going toe-to-toe with teams because I think that's been the issue with Simeone's season. Against Villarreal, we do not go toe-to-toe with them and they kind of grounded us, controlled us for 45 minutes and when we finally went toe-to-toe with them, I think we kind of shocked them a bit and they were like, wow, these guys are woken from, woken up from sleep. I think it was also his, I think it was a similar thing I, with, with, with Lemuria Sociedad, though they were conscious of us because Aleti's best chance in that game came from Aleti winning the ball back in midfield and the ball playing a true ball for Carrasco before he hit the post. So, there are expectations here. The team should be doing better, yes, but I think there are more things to look about. The long term of the team. Because to be honest, I don't want Aleti to be maybe, well, I cannot troll Barcelona because basically around, but the new Barcelona where we are changing coaches here and there and we are going down. Because we are not yet at that level. We are still getting to their level. So we have more progress to do. I think many fans to just swallow the disappointment like I've done already. Well, everybody's entitled to our opinion, but looking forward. So look, swallowing the disappointment, which I believe you have done this season, what will be a good season? Or what outcome or what finish of the season will look like a good season for us? Financially, the board really just wants top four and round 16 in Champions League. And that's all that they want. Obviously, top four, if we get it. Um, now, uh, round to 16 Champions League matches against Man United. Yeah, we can beat them. But are we going to be like this in a couple of weeks' time? I know Man United are certainly in the identity crisis as as we are. But the only difference is they have Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, so, I don't know. As long as we get top four... I think I'd be content on that. As I said, not one of those on Twitter that's bitching about uh, why we playing such and such good football. Look, we know how Letty play. If I was any dissatisfied about how Letty played, I'd watch PSG in Man City, but I'm an Letty fan, so. So basically, we have been talking about the fact that Aleti have been doing badly identity crisis, things not going, to be honest, it's like nothing is going for Aleti this season. Aleti have lost, I think, is it, they have played 28 games and they have won just 11 of it. That's La Liga champions for you. So, what basically is true, tactically things are not going bad. It's also true some players are underperforming. So, who are those players who think are really underperforming this season? I think Stan at the beginning of Black, he's had notably a horrendous season. Um, 
statistically he's the worst goalkeeper in the league. Um I don't know what's up with him. No, you could blame the defence being a bit shaky, but I think about fifty percent of the goals scored against us is, is his fault. Uh, he's having a very hard season. Um obviously we've touched on uh, Felipe and Hermoso uh, for Schalke. Uh, I don't really have much to say about him. He had a good game against Valencia, and I think that's just about it. Um, actually, we lost Chipyoff, which is a uh, we still haven't replaced. Um, Koke, like what's happening with Koke? He's had such a bad season. It's like he's a shell of himself. It's very um, very hard to watch. It's all like watching Cell last year, uh, last season. He's quite. He doesn't look like he's the uh, captain in the team. Uh, Suarez, he's he had an okay start to the season, but he hasn't appeared since. So uh, I think we just have a lot of uh, missing players in action. Well, well, I think you have talked about most of the players who are underperforming. Suarez, Koke, you have talked about him also and Felipe already. We have Oblak, which is kind of surprising, but hopefully he can so go past this. This form is this very bad form is in at the moment. Well, I think another like I think many have like you talk about Suarez, he had a good start to the season and it's like he has just disappeared. And Cholo bringing him on against Athletic Club in the last minute of the game really put <laughs> really made me to be on fire because I was really angry at that decision. Given we are one nil up and we are they are pressing and we are sitting deep and the chances we will need to have will be off of the counter-attack and you are bringing us Suarez because if you are bringing us Suarez, it means we want the team to play high up the pitch, like he said, and play closer to the box. I think another player who is not really having a good season is kind of loaded. Well, he has been in and out of the team, but when he's been there, I think he has the knack for it to be in good positions, but his decision-making has really been really bad. I think those are the two areas in his game which I hoped would have improved by now, but he has not played much. That is his decision-making and his crosses. To be honest, each time I watch Manu Sanchez deliver a cross into the box, I'm just hoping if only Lodi could be able to do that because he, he, his timing of his runs in behind, be on the overlapping runs are great. He's always in a good position. I think if you remember the goal he scored last season against Osasuna in the in our Alexis famous comeback in their run to win La Liga. But the issue is his decision making at times is it really leaves you wondering what is going through his head. He's another player who, in my opinion, is really, really poor. Well, Basically, the podcasts have been a lot of maybe giving out the bad vibes, but I think this season there have been some good vibes. So, who are those players? I think you think, despite the fact that Aleti are performing poorly, deserve to be the first names on the starting eleven, or maybe deserve some praise. Fred, <laughs> I know I love Fred. Uh, well, look, boy, it's he's a great forward. I think he's probably our best forward. Griezmann, if he's fit, but um, Correa, I think we should be starting Correa, uh, especially at centre forward, because I think that's his most optimum 
Uh, that's where he performs the best uh, at centre forward. Uh, I think we need someone next to him, as I said, probably someone like Griezmann. But obviously he's injured at the moment. Um, who else? Paul, I think. Paul should be starting every match. Uh, I think that probably last uh, last night, I think Bruno overstepped. Uh, I don't think he played as well as he did, as he should have. I think because we had Herrera and Koke, he, he was probably being, he was probably a bit constricted with that midfield. Um, and Savage should be fit, because I think Savage is our best defender. And I think, you know, he's that leader that we hadn't got in. So I think those three, obviously all black, like, of course, look, he's been having a poor season, but really, we've only put LeCount in. No. So those four players, at least structurally wise, goalkeeper, defence, uh, midfield and attack, that's my, yeah, that's who I think we should, start okay well i think you just mentioned korea i think that's maybe one of the most underrated players in in for the cholo, cholo area because well it's true in the first four years i think of even five well he was still below 25 and or 24 and where it was really frustrating to watch at time but we all knew he was a player do you think korea has arrived at that level in which maybe he demands more, not from himself, but from Cholo, in saying, well, I am a loyal servant and I deserve to start games because, like you said, he's basically our best striker this season. Maybe with this man not being fit, but I think he's amongst Aleti's most important players this season because he has, he's come to the level, I think, where he's now matured. He knows when to do certain things. He's improved, he has improved a lot, and most importantly, he's no more frustrating in front of goal. So, do you think Korea is at that level where maybe he demands a more of playing time, saying, Well, I can lead this attack, I can be the one to because I think I really like his partnership with um with excuse me, with Kunya in the game against Villarreal. I think that was really great. So, do you think he's at the level where maybe every game his name he should be among those who are the first of the team sheet? Absolutely. Um, I think Correa of the past, again, he was a good player, but he was not really getting started. He was being subbed on most of the time, or subbed off. Uh, I think last season, season and a half, we've seen his individual performance. You see individual moments of Correa, like obviously that goal against Villarreal. Many of his goals came from him uh, individually, uh, you know, dribbling and all that. So uh, I think that, and he's mature as well. He has a great mentality with him. So I think that, yeah, of course he should be the start, uh, if not playing most games. I think I you have just said it all. Well, coming to Aleti, I think Colombia is another player who, in my opinion, has been very, very, I would say, a good season. Given his previous season, I think he's one of those who have improved because we talked about if some players who are really underperforming. I think most of those players who are not really performing as they did last season are those players who are, I would say, they depend on certain system or certain environment to do very well. 
But we have players like Korea, whose individual brilliance, like you said, has bailed us out of situations. I think we talk about the poor. The poor starts every game. And to be honest, at this point in the season, I start Cunha in front of Luis Suarez. Basically, that depends on the opponent. But if I'm to go two to two with teams, basically, Cunha starts for me. Though he's finishing, needs a little bit of improving, but it's just his first season at Atleti. And to be honest, there are a lot of good signs that we sign a very good player. And as for Felix, to be honest, I don't really know what to say about him, given it's, I kind of feel like, well, Cholo has kind of, I don't want to put the blame on Cholo, but it's like in injuries and maybe not getting a lot of run into team. For example, he comes back, he has a good game and you are expecting him to continue going and what happens? He goes back to injury. Well, I think maybe in a better team, let me not say a better team, but maybe in the teams like maybe the Man City, he becomes, he does better, but I think if he stays at Aliti and to be honest, I, be, I believe Aliti can overcome this storm and Aliti overcomes this storm, he's going to be a very good player for us because I think in the Real Sociedad game, there was a moment in which he took the ball, single he was alone, I think, against four players, but he managed to get an attempt on which he deposed, though he was offside. But I think that says about the caliber of player he is. To be honest, there are a lot of things we can talk about. We can go on ranting because this is really disappointing from Aliti's point of view. But to be honest, we just have to keep faith in the players and hopefully they do their best and hopefully Aliti make it to the Champions League. That's finishing the top four. So, talking about our latest opening this weekend is Valencia. So, how do you see the game against Valencia that's judging from their recent performances and also the fact that Aleti were leading in Mestaya by two goals and all of a sudden the two goals disappeared? They do it was mainly Aleti shooting himself on the foot. I don't know how to predict this one, honestly. Um, you can look at the team and all that. What? Okay. Well, so... <laughs> I know, but like, we're coming to the stage where, like, I just hope that we play well. I care about the results. I just hope we play well. Oh, um, I'm going to say Team Valencia, another good team. Barlas uh, is starting to uh, roll well with Valencia. We have good players. And, um, we can beat them, but as we said, we were chatting to it, chatting about it earlier. We need the players to step up. I don't know when, but now is the best time. Real Sociedad, they should have stepped up. Atletico Club, they should have stepped up. They should step up against Valencia, and I hope they prove me right. Okay, so basically. I, I'm just going to give you maybe a short tactical chat on the game because I, in the game against Real Sociedad, I think Cholo went for a midfield three of Herrera, Rodrigo De Paul, and Koke. Though De Paul played mostly towards the wide areas, but I think he wanted to have more control of the ball, but that wasn't success because in the first 10 minutes, at least we were not able to string two or three passes together. I watched the match in Spanish and I was able to realize Andrew Olanzi, one of my best commentators, and he, he said that in Spanish. Well, my Spanish is not good, but I understood what he said. That you can see Aliti are struggling to string passes together and it says a lot about Aliti this season. So, I and one of the issues is Aliti, I think one of the things that makes Aliti to be caught in two minds is the fact that they are afraid to concede a goal on the counter or they are afraid to concede counter-attacks. So, playing against the Valencia side, Bordalas team will leave who breed and dream of counter-attacks. Maybe Aletia are the best op opponent to play 
at this moment. But well, like you said, it is time for the team to step up. Hopefully, I hope Konobia plays the game well. He's I, I think suspended. Oh, it doesn't apply in the Copa del Rey. So Konobia, I think he will be missing for that game. Is that to look? Yes, he is. Of, of course he is, because he got sent off. <laughs> okay. So, okay, basically... I forgot he got sent off. Yeah. Okay, no worries. So, look, who, who is... So, what are your predicted lineup for the game against Valencia? Given Cholo has been using lots and lots of different formations, lots and lots of different setup. Which, which setup do you think Cholo should go with as it's time to make a change? Oh. Hey, I don't know. Probably... You have to look at Valencia. They have some... Really skillful attackers, um, Guedes, yeah, Guedes, uh, Soler. I don't think Soler's playing, if I'm right. Um, I just hope they play, I just hope Cholo plays good players. Um, I'd say it's a two at the back because I don't think we have, oh, we have him in there, so probably three at the back, okay, maybe. I don't know. Okay, no more. the back or forward back. We've played four in each position. Any will do. <laughs> okay, so basically for me, I think going against Valencia, I would love to see us press them high. That means I'm going for Cunha and Korea up top because in the game against Sociedad, I think I missed to say this, it was surprising. Aliti attempted 70 long balls. To be honest, how can I don't see the reason in playing. I think it was around 45 in the first half. I don't see the reason in playing both Korea and Felix as the center half and we are playing long balls. It doesn't make sense. So, Cholo has gotten lots of things wrong this season. Hopefully, he gets it right against Valencia. So, in my opinion, I go for Cunha and Korea up top. And on the wings, I have Lemar and Carrasco. Lemar doesn't seem... It seems like he's... With the Hermoso breed in which the 4-4-2 system is not just within him. But I would love to see him start... In midfield, I go for Koke or one of Depaul. Then for the center backs, Jimenez is back. If he's fit, he starts. And he partners him also. And for the wing backs, we have Lodi and Vashariko. Basically, that's what I'm going to go for. But I would love to see Cholo bring on Serrano at some point in the game. Or maybe. I was, I was just about to say that. <laughs> Hopefully, he does that because. The game against Larry, I think you and you and I talked about it before the game, before the recording the podcast. It was just 12 minutes on the pitch, but well, we saw it was like, yes, we are losing, but it's like we have another Thomas Patton in making another cooking in making another sour, another Kenny player who is going to make it to the first team soon. Yeah, any player that plays with that passion, like we're saying in Serrano, why should we not play? You know, it's you have that passion. Like he, he, you could see he wanted to get the ball. He wanted to defend uh, our goal, and he wanted to try and score. We we seen that all within fifteen minutes, and we barely seen that with the rest of the match of all the other players. So I hope to see, hope to see a cameo of Serrano. Yeah. So basically, the first team players are not really doing it. So maybe Cholo. To shake things up, he gets them off their comfortable chair, put in maybe one or two players from the B team, and well, it's players who have the hunger because I believe Joe Simon can run from now till yesterday. <laughs> just speak of speech. 
for, for the team, players who are going to beat for the team, they are going to give that intensity for the team. Well, the team needs a lot of mental strength at the moment, and we are lacking that in excess. Hopefully, Jose Maria's presence, and I think Savish may be also back soon. So hopefully, both of them, they can come because we need, our mentality needs to change. The intensity we should play game needs to change. Lots of things need to change. Hopefully, all those things change starting this weekend. So look, it was good having you on the podcast. Hopefully, we continue. Oh, hopefully, you keep on coming on many other shows. Thanks. Uh, enjoyed this podcast. We we pushed some really good points. Yeah, despite the fact that it was not as organized as when Atta had those things, but we tried to touch all the things Aleti are facing at the moment. It's not easy because there are so many. We can like we can talk from now to tomorrow, and we won't be able to get through. But so thank you guys for listening to the podcast, and remember, Nunca de Hadikre, never stop believing Christ.